I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. Issue number one this presidential election year, you know what it is. It's the economy. And today there was worrying news on that front from Europe. New official figures today show that the combined total debt of all 17 nations using the euro currency has now risen to 90 percent of their gross domestic product. That means the euro debt crisis is far from over, which is bad news for the U.S. economy. Jacob Kierkegaard is with the Peterson Institute for International Economics. He says Europe's ailing economy does impact us here in the U.S. The first effect is the direct effect on U.S. exports that the slowdown in Europe has had. Basically, as the economy there is weaker, U.S. companies can sell less goods, and European companies are less likely to invest here in the United States. The second effect that is quite straightforward and measurable is the effect that the slowdown in Europe has on the earnings of U.S. firms with operations in Europe. Uh, Right now, for instance, if you look at companies like General Motors or Ford, uh, we're actually making quite a lot of money here in the United States, but they're losing a lot of money on their operations in Europe. And then there is a third effect, which is a little uh, harder to pin down, but it is the confidence effect. Because if, for instance, there is this nagging fear in the back of a company owner saying, look, maybe the euro is about to collapse and maybe as a result, the global economy and the U.S. economy will be very significantly affected by this. Maybe I should just hold off on that plant expansion or that new equipment that I wanted to buy Mm. until we have clarity about that. So this actually, I believe, is the biggest negative effect from the euro crisis because it also affects financial market confidence. Now, Mitt Romney says the U.S. doesn't want to go down the road to Greece, but I just saw these statistics, incredible statistics, that the U.S. is already on the road to Greece with an enormous debt-to-GDP ratio just behind Belgium and Portugal. Explain that and what hazards does that represent? Well, there's no doubt that if you have debt-to-GDP ratios the size of Greece, you're ultimately unlikely to be able to get private investors to finance that for you. That's certainly the experience that Greece have had. Now, the U.S. is in a better position because, first of all, it has much better growth prospects than does Greece. I mean, Greece has had a cumulative decline of GDP of about 20% since its crisis began in 2009. So the fact that we here in the United States had a, compared to Greece, much shallower recession in 2008, 2009, and have been growing, albeit relatively slowly, puts us in a much better position than Greece. Well, I mean, on paper, it does seem the potential is there for transatlantic economic contagion. So why aren't the presidential candidates talking about this? I think there's two reasons for it. First of all, because the situation in Europe has stabilized somewhat in the last three to four months or over the summer. And then there is the other element here, which is that, sort of brutally honest, there's not very much the U.S. president can do about the situation in Europe. Uh, And that's not something that presidential candidates like to admit, this degree of impotence about their influence on world affairs before an election. Jacob Kierkegaard, a research fellow at the Peterson Institute for International Economics. Thank you. My pleasure.